Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Bright Side. My name is Micah Hart. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate you listening and taking the time out of your day to listen. This news show is not like a normal news show. I am going to explain the news, but I'm also going to do it from a positive angle. And for those of you who've listened, you know that by now. But for those of you who are new, first off, welcome. We are so glad that you've joined us on this adventure and journey to find positive news. But I'm not just going to report on positive news. I'm going to report on the negative news as well. But I'm going to showcase that there is positive positivity that can be found in it. Because there is, and we just don't look at it enough. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hillsdale endorsed April as Autism Awareness Month. This is the third year in a row that Hillsdale has passed this measure. The mayor of Hillsdale, Mayor Stockford, said, and I quote, It is important because a lot of the people in the community are on the spectrum. Sometimes accommodations are needed, and we need to be able to provide those accommodations. It is important to be educated and understand exactly what autism can encompass. End quote. This is not a negative story. I just picked this story because it's such a great story, and positivity is found in this so exuberantly. It's just shining through, and I really wanted to talk about this. I think this is fantastic for the Hillsdale community. I think it needs to be done all over the country. There is not enough awareness about autism. And people who do raise awareness about it, some of them don't know about it as much as they could or maybe want to. So we need to be educating our communities. We need to support those who are on the spectrum. We need to do more. And this is a step in the right direction by recognizing this month as Autism Awareness Month. I am so proud of the Hillsdale community for doing this, and I hope that they continue to do it year after year because it is so important. And no, we may not know everything about autism. We may not know every little thing about it because it doesn't affect us maybe, or we just haven't gotten to learn about it yet. But now we can. We can start learning. It's never too late to start learning. And we can just help these individuals who are on the spectrum get the support and accommodations they need and fight for them and help them succeed. Michigan Representative Mary Kavanaugh faces a drunk driving charge after being arrested. According to the police, both tires on the driver's side of the SUV were flat when they had caught up to her and pulled her over. Kavanaugh told the police she did not know where she was coming from. Well, she was coming from the Democratic Party event going on in the um, city which she was in, which is Lenovia. And the police performed sobriety tests on the representative. Now, she was arrested on suspicion of operating under the influence of alcohol, according to authorities. This was not the first time that the representative has been caught in this type of situation of driving under the influence, according to reports. This was actually the second time it had happened to this Michigan representative. Now, this story, and I do not care what party you're from. I get it says Democrat, and people may go on that and be like, oh, the Democrats. I'm not doing that. That's not what this story is about at all. I am looking at it from the perspective of a constituent or just a citizen and saying, well, what do I want to happen in these situations? If I was her constituent, I'm not. But still, 
what would I want to be done? Even as a citizen, what do I want done to public authority that is doing this kind of stuff? They shouldn't get away with it. And we may think, well, maybe they will because they're a public figure and like, oh, that's so cool. They'll get away with it. Well, no, we can see from this story that justice was served. There was justice where it was needed. The police did not care that she was a representative. Oh, well, she still got arrested and was charged with this whole issue. It didn't matter her name or her label. And that's what justice truly is, that you get what you deserve. You get what you deserve for what you did. And she did no matter what her name was, no matter anything. She got what she deserved. And that may be like, oh, well, I don't like justice, especially when it's on me, but I like it on others. So this is fine. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. This idea of justice is such a great thing. And I know some of us may not want justice done to us. We're like, I just want to have mercy. And we do need mercy at times, but justice also does need to be served. And the positive from this story is that justice was served, as I said. And that some career politician, I don't even know if she's a career politician, but this example shows that politicians might not get away with things as much as we think they do. And I'm not saying they don't get away with things. Believe me, they do get away with things, sometimes on huge scales. But I'm saying this is an example where it was done right and where something was done to fix this issue and that it didn't matter her name or anything else. It just mattered that she had done something wrong and now she had to pay the consequences for it. Ivanka Trump spent hours testifying before the January 6th committee. Now, Ivanka Trump recently testified for eight hours on the Capitol riots that took place. She did so virtually. Now, this comes just a week after her husband, Jared Kushner, testified for six hours. There was a lot of testimony that White House staff asked Ivanka to intervene. And they, there was testimony on how she, they were asking her to go and tell her father that he needed to address the riots. Her father obviously being President Donald J. Trump. In addition to all of this, there have been over 800 witnesses and 775 individuals who have been arrested in connection to this whole rioting situation that happened over a year ago. Now, I don't want to make this political or anything and I was very hesitant to talk about this story because I know it's such a touchy subject but I saw it and I said I need a report on that because it's important in our news and it's going on in our country and it needs to be talked about and you know what it does need to be talked about by conservatives because I will tell you I do not think what happened on January 6th was okay but nor do I think the BLM riots were okay either neither of them were okay. You're destroying property and causing a danger. And you can, you know, you can believe whatever you want about the election, but you didn't have to go about it that way. Anyways, this story is positive because it showcases a willingness to talk, a willingness for there to be maybe a little bit of compromise, a little bit of work on both sides together. You know, this January 6th committee obviously is much more Democrat based. The Democrats are really invested in this and like, we're going to carry this out because obviously Trump was president then. So we're going to hammer on this topic. Even though, look at this, the president's daughter is willing to testify. She's going in there and she's testifying. And so is the president's son-in-law. 
He's testifying. And these two were big advisors in the Trump administration. And they're willing to talk. And that's the great thing is that we are getting this. We're seeing this. As I said in my last story, justice being served. We're seeing a story start to come together and we're getting information on this. And, you know, it's both sides. We're not just getting this one sided thing. We're getting people on both sides talking. And I think that's great. And, you know, I don't agree with every way it's been gone about and all the things that are going on with this whole story. I'm not saying I do. I think there's a lot of discrepancies in this story and I'm not going to get into my entire political beliefs on this show. And so I'm not going to mention that. But I will tell you that I think this is a good step in the right direction because it just shows us that there are people who want to talk and help and try to clear all of this up and move forward. Move on. 2020 already happened. Move on. We can look at it and we should be investigating it and making sure there is justice served. But we also need to move on and just focus on the future as well. And as I said, obviously, I am not saying that we shouldn't look at this and investigate, but I do think that this is showing a step in the right direction towards moving on and still investigating with due process. The United States has targeted sanctions towards Putin's daughters. As more images continue to come out about the atrocities taking place in Ukraine, more and more restrictions and restraints are being put on Russia. This comes as images have recently emerged of civilians' bodies in an area near Kyiv. The president came out and said, so this is Joe Biden, he said, and I quote, Responsible nations have to come together to hold these perpetrators accountable. Now, in addition to the United States doing this and taking other steps with sanctions and other towards other things, um, there are other areas also getting involved, such as the UK. The UK announced sanctions against eight of the oligarchs and banks in Russia. The European Union is also taking further steps by considering cutting coal imports from Russia as well due to the ongoing war crimes. Now, I really do appreciate this story. And as you know, if you've listened, I did an interview last week about this whole situation. So go take a listen to that if you haven't. It's really insightful. It was the great guy that I've known for a bit. His name is George Newfield. And it was just so insightful onto the whole situation from someone who knows a lot about it and who has family who's in Ukraine. So I really recommend that you go and take a listen. And I just want to say, you know, this is a positive story. And the whole Ukraine and Russia situation, I have contemplated, like, do I still talk about this? Because it's getting so negative and I'm starting to see it. And I'm like, there is so much negativity in this story. I don't even know if I can talk about this on the air. But I do think there is still positivity coming about from this situation. Look, we're seeing countries start to put pressure on Russia. We're seeing something being done. We're not sitting by and just twiddling our thumbs and saying, oh, whatever. We are actually doing something and we can debate whether we're doing enough or not. I'm not going to get into that, but we are doing at least a little bit of something. And so are other nations as well. And Ukraine is putting up a fight. They are not backing down easily. They are doing what they can. The people of Ukraine are so strong and I'm not going to go into that 
in a lot of detail right now because I did it on my special episode last week. So go take a listen, as I said, to that. But I'm just telling you that it's truly remarkable to see these countries and Ukraine just fighting and not giving up and being resilient. And I I do have my own beliefs about what should be done um, in this situation, but I'm not going to go into that. But as I said, at least something is being done and we're not just sitting around because this is a serious issue and it has serious consequences for our future and we can't just sit around and do nothing. So at least something's being done. There is a new trend on TikTok called the Huggy Wuggy trend, and it is concerning parents and authorities. Now, I know I talk about this TikTok's trends a lot, but I'm going to explain this one and then just talk a little bit more about it. But this one is really concerning to me and even authorities, obviously. Now, the Huggy Wuggy trend is based on Huggy Wuggy, who's a character from a horror video game called Poppy Playtime. Now, this game is rather cruel, and it follows a human trying to make it to an abandoned toy factory. And there's more into it, but I'm not going to go into all of the game and stuff, obviously. But this character is rather scary looking as well. And there are warnings going around at a UK school that students are playing a game where they hug each other and whisper something cruel into the other person's ear. And as I said, the character is graphic and disturbing for younger audiences, which is alarming parents and authorities. Now, I always seem to be doing stories on TikTok trends, and I wonder why that is. That was sarcastic if you didn't catch it. Um, I obviously know why this is. Well, social media has such a hold on our children and all of our society, but really our children. They are so vulnerable and even I am, I'm, I am 19, I'm still young and it, it's so, it makes young people who are so impressionable just pulled into it. Social media is very dangerous if not looked at from the right way and not handled in the right way. And that's the problem is that most people don't know how to, especially children. And so when you get trends like this, it's concerning. It's very concerning that there's something like this going around and children are seeing it and that there are games like this going around as well with all of this and that it's not promoting a great and safe culture at all. It's not promoting a good society. And so obviously parents have every right to be concerned and so do authorities. And I would say, as I've said it before, I really urge parents to sit down with your kids and talk to them about these kinds of things. And teachers, if I have any teachers out there listening, first off, just thank you for all the work you do for our children and everyone in our communities. But really, teachers, you too can be at the forefront of this. You can talk to your children about social media. You can bring things up. It's probably better for parents to do so, but maybe some child doesn't have a great parental figure or guardian in their life and they need that teacher to be that for them and tell them this. So I really urge parents and others in authority to get involved. Say something. Something must be done. This is not okay at all. But I always say this, and I will continue to say it, but social media can be great, but it also can be a downfall in our society. But as I always say, the positive from this can be found, and that, in this case, 
would be that parents are still sounding the alarm and not giving up. So continue to fight parents and teachers and all authorities involved. Now, I'm sure you've heard of this story. It's been going around for a bit. At the Oscars, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pickett, and her shaved haircut that he believed is reminiscent of famous film character G.I. Jane. Now, Jada has been up and very open about struggling with her hair loss condition since 2018. It is important to note that Will Smith did apologize to Chris Rock on Instagram the very next day. And he even talked about and said, and I quote, Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job. But a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear. And I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. The Academy Awards said they asked Will Smith to lead the ceremony um, following the slap, but the star refused. Also, they announced that at their next meeting, which has been moved from April 18th to this Friday, that they may take any disciplinary action, which may include suspension, expulsion, or other sanctions. Now, this is a very interesting story, and I'm sure you've all heard of it. It's huge. It's out there right now. It's one of the biggest things we're seeing right now on pop culture ways. But I think there's so much to be found in this story. It was wrong what he did. He should not have slapped him. But I also don't think it's great to cancel people. I think canceling people is dangerous and we need to have a form of being able to recognize you did wrong and being able to ask for forgiveness and moving on. I don't think canceling is the right answer. But I do think there needs to be consequences and maybe that is removing him from the academy or doing something of the sorts as his consequences. He already has consequences. He's lost um, some fame, obviously, from it. People are less... Um, like admiring him or admiring him as much but there's still he still has obviously fame and stuff but you know there are already some consequences he's being like labeled in Hollywood as doing this so there are consequences already in place but I don't think you should cancel him and the positive in this story really is that you know I think it's great that you can do something and then you have the ability to ask for forgiveness and I think that may have come out the wrong way but I'm gonna try to explain it to you I think it's great that we are able to in society you know we can make mistakes that's what we are we are humans we make mistakes but then you can ask for forgiveness and I know he's a celebrity so it's very much different than what I have in my life but still he asked for forgiveness and now he's paying the consequences which he should I don't think he should be canceled. So the positive in this would be that, that there should be that, yes, you get punished for your thing, but you can move on and still live your life. 
And the positive I think would be that he hasn't fully been canceled yet. He's not, maybe he might be, but he still has a little hope in there. And you know, even if he's canceled, he can still live his life because even if people put you on this list and identify you and label you, you can still live your life. Your life isn't dependent on those people. And that's such a great thing. And there's not a lot of positive in this story. It's rather uh, negative. But I think that what I just said was pretty good takeaways from it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of On the Bright Side. Again, thank you just to my friends and family for your encouragement and support. And all of those who listen, I really do appreciate it. And I hope that as you go through life, you can just continue to look at the news in a positive manner and just look at it from a different perspective than the news is showing you and I hope that you can do that on your own you don't just listen to this once a week and get it from me but that you started doing it on your own and learning to grow as your own person again thank you so much as always you're tuning in to 101.7 WRFH thank you and have a great day Thank you.